Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back to a very singular spotlight special. Can, can we call it a special? Yeah, let's call it a special. I hope you're all doing well during this pandemic, staying inside and slowly losing your mind like I am, watching Tiger King and wondering how the fuck Carol Baskin got away with killing Rex's husband. And I also hope you are managing the day-to-day by finding something creative to do to get by. On that note, here's a lad who released his single earlier this month, This Soul of Mine by Chasing Tales. This singer-songwriter based in Hamburg, his real name being Heiko Ritt, such a cool name, put this piece together over a three-year period. My initial reaction to this piece was that it evokes expressionist, colourful emotion with clashing and cascading drums, celebrating a change in his personal life and a redirecting of focus, ending on euphoria as the horns blast in. Originally stated to be touring in April, Heiko has been promoting his single over social media, where you can find the track now. We talked about the single and his journey to the release, as well as cutting a little deeper into the black denim to see how he thinks. We will be taking a little peep into the single during the interview, so watch out for a very special clip amidst the trains of thought. I met with Heiko in the park, where we both brought microphones, so excuse the slight changes in quality. I seem to be picking up the incessant sounds of a crow party, and of course we were six feet apart during the conversation. Today's Spotlight Special, Chasing Tales. This new single that you're bringing out, what does this mean to you? Mm. Wow, you're starting with like a strong, hefty, one. strong question there. Uh, it means a lot, actually. I've written, I started writing it when I was still in the full-time job that I had at the time. Uh, and now that I quit that job, uh, it kind of, it, I mean, I think you said that, said that when we last met, like it, it's like a celebration of me quitting a job and like trying to do what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is like releasing the, like the process of releasing the single is, feels like a celebration to me. But the song is about um, being stuck in a full-time job and being like not happy where you are and not really um, sure if you can keep the promises that you made for your, to yourself and to others, you know, and can hold up to all the promises that you made. So take me through that process of making the song. What, at what point did you start saying to yourself, I, I want to make this a single, like to take it to the next level from just an idea or something that moved you to the point of actually putting it to paper? Well, I've always like wanted to release music to, to people. That's, that's one thing. I started last year in April with like a very personal breakup EP that I did. But this song was, it's just, it's very special to me because it's, uh, it served me as a reminder to like stay strong during the time I was not happy with where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, what year was this? That was like, I started writing it probably like three years ago or something like that. Um, And it started like all my songs started with an acoustic guitar and a riff and a few words, you know, just like a verse or so. Um, And then at some point the chorus, you know, this keep telling myself that I will sell the soul of mine only for a little while. That's like the part of the, that's like the reminder part. And now that that time of my life 
where that song served me as a reminder is over. I still want to like, you know, put it out to, for me as a reminder of like, you know, this was actually like, I was, that was actually the truth. Like I would only do that for a little while because I wasn't sure I would at the time. Um, and I was thinking if uh, you would be happy to break down the song like uh, you were saying you're quite inspired by Song Exploder that podcast yeah yeah so you, you just told me a little bit about the chorus but um, break it down for me uh, what I remember of it is uh, an emotion and like a wave mm. so how did you how did you make those parts in a very technical sense in a very technical sense that's and as I said before, like okay, I'll, I'll rephrase. What's your what's your favorite part of the process oh, that you were making? Where you thought, is, "Holy shit, that's a breakthrough I've just got." There. Yeah, in pre-production, probably. Okay. Um, so the the song started as like an acoustic song, like all singer songwriter songs basically do. Um, and then in pre-production, when I started like demoing the song at home uh, in my bedroom, I was like, "Okay, you know, I can add this, and then I can add that, and then I can add some drums here, and then some stuff here, and." Uh, that was where like the whole journey of sound kind of started, you know, where I realized, okay, this is going to take me somewhere else where I've never really been before, you know, like sound wise and songwriting wise. Um, and that was for me like, okay, this is going to be like, I'm going to be really proud of this. And what part challenged you the most? Um, I think the chorus actually did because when, when I sat with my producer, Eric, um, we realized that the chorus was, like I sang the chorus too low, so we ended up uh, using the original harmony to the chorus as the lead vocal. And that was like for me a challenging part because singing high for me is always like a bit difficult uh, and I'm kind of like slowly getting into it because but I feel more comfortable like singing in my natural like lower voice. Um, but. When I was, I was like, we decided how we're gonna do this, and then I practiced it and at home for like hours and hours and hours um, until I found like the sweet spot of where I wanted that vocal to be. Um, I think that was the most challenging part on my end. And then of course, like, we had so many different ideas of sounds, and we tried so many things, like finding the sounds that are gonna be in the actual product in the end. That uh, was like, oh fuck, I have to, you know, kill your darlings. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, there was yeah. like, a I'd written like a string part, strings uh, part for it um, with like violins and stuff and that didn't make it into the song in the end because it was just too distracting. I was going to ask you what didn't end up in the final product. Yeah, yeah. strings mostly, a few harmonies uh, didn't end up in the actual song. Um, and then what, what surprised me the most is that we... Um, Basically, it's not a guitar-driven track, like the final recording, even though it was written on a guitar. Mm. Um, but in the end, we were like, okay, I just edit the guitar out there, edit it out there, edit it out there, and in the end, it's just in the pre-chorus and a little bit in the in the chorus, like the original guitar and everything else is completely with like you know piano and different uh, like the Fender Rhodes that we used, and sent, we sent it through like different guitar pedals to make like synth-like sounds and then we added an electric guitar and stuff and like the drums obviously and bass and synths and trumpet and just like the sheer amount of different instruments that's in that song is like mind-blowing to me because I've never really done that before. 
Um, this is quite a philosophical question and probably um, a question you've heard before. Would you say that this song is art imitating life or is this life imitating wow. art? Because from my perspective, I think it's art imitating it life. Is, it is, yeah. I mean, it's not imitating. I, I've, I've prob I struggle with the word imitating because it's not really trying to paint something as it is or as it should be. It's, it's like the lyrics are just emotional, you know, they're just an emotion and that's real. So that's like the life that I was living at the time mm -hmm. uh, and the emotion that I was feeling at the time. So that's like, yeah, like all my songs, basically, it's like about in a way about me and what I go through at the time. What depicting? I think depicting, depicting. Yeah, in a way, it's very direct as well. Okay. So, if this was, uh, I'm a visual person, so I would mm -hmm. see something as like, if I write a song and it starts out at the bones and then you add a bit of the muscle and then you add the nerves and stuff, would you say that this is a full stallion of a song that you've yeah. come up with after yeah. so long? Yeah, I think so. Something that... It's very meaty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heavy. Is there anything you would add to it? Or do you think it's finished? No, I think it's finished. I don't think, I, I wouldn't put it out if I didn't think it was finished. So I want to take back a bit. Um, how did you discover your sound initially? Well, initially it's, like, I mean, like going way back, it's like I started playing keyboard when I was 12 or something. Because just because I liked all the different sounds that come out of one, you know, you push one key and then you can do whatever you want with it. But that didn't last very long. Um, and then I started punk, you know, playing in a punk band. And then, but the sound that I do, like the singer-songwriter stuff that I do, um, was inspired by like city and color, basically. You know, like mm. a person that could a break you know, away from rock. A, yeah, break away from rock, but still be kind of like awesome and cool. You know, but still at the same time be very emotional and uh, private and personal with it. And then now I'm, I feel like I'm. Uh, kind of migrating from, okay, focus on acoustic guitar and write my songs there to like, okay, I want to, like, there are so many sounds that you can explore in this world and so many different instruments that I think that's where I'm going to go next. You know, it's like more, like, I don't know, live that curiosity about sound, you know, and just like different song structures and different genres of music to kind of incorporate that into my songwriting. I think um, <laughs> my favorite thing in the world, apart from Jules, is food. <laughs> so 50% of the taste is the smell. And I think with music, 50% of the sound is the image. Mm -hmm. So your image that you've developed is quite unique uh, for the people I know. Like you wear a hat and you're mysterious and you have your feathers. <laughs> I'm mysterious. Right. Oh, so that's funny. Yeah. how did that, did that develop as a, an intertwining with the sound or was this something you had initially as well beforehand is this something you've kind of has this come out has your image come from the music or has it been born with the music and and uh, changed as you've gone through your phases of your music yeah that's a really interesting really good question too I think music is such an important and present part of my life that I think it would be I would lie if I say, okay, music it didn't have to do anything with, you know, the way I handle myself. Because it does, you know, obviously. Um, 
but at the same time I think you know I mean it's it's pretty like stereotypical okay you know like denim jacket and and hat and like you know smoker and beard and blah you know all that you know okay he's like singer songwriter folky kind of dude but it's not really I don't feel it has I don't feel like the folk or singer-songwriter influences influenced my style in a way that, you know, it might be obvious that it would. I just feel comfortable how I, you know, feel. You come across as someone who's very open to be seen. And um, in your bio, for example, um, in that PDF that you sent me, mm -hmm. that seemed like there was a almost like a... Um, exhibition um, to go to yeah. you know you read up about this character and the music and everything kind of yeah. culminates towards a, a showpiece or um, the music feels very much to me like as you say like your personality mm -hmm. amplified or yeah or um, exemplified through your music yeah your personality I think so. it is in a way and all of the stuff that I do creatively kind of amplifies specific parts of my personality. I think, you know, my music is mostly very melancholic and kind of sad, you know? Same. So, you know, yeah, you, like most singer-songwriters write like sad stuff, you know, just because it's like a way to get those feelings out. Do you want to know something so really like, sad? Yeah, go ahead. The, the, uh, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I read this somewhere that the tone of the guitar string, the warm tones, replaces something like uh, the body form of someone who's not there. Wow. I don't know. Okay, that is, something, that is something very really depressing. Sad there. But uh, it feels like then if your personality is on show, there's a, a vulnerability yeah. as well that comes with that. Yeah. Do you find that uh, empowering? No. To, <laughs> I find no. it scary as hell. Okay. <laughs> but that, that feels like if it's scary, then it's probably... Um, a positive challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm a very kind of introverted person. I need a lot of time to myself, and I'm not that good in in just small talk conversation, you mm -hmm. know. And I don't feel comfortable in like big amounts, like in masses of people or something like that. So music for me is like a way to show my emotion to people and to myself as well, you know, um, without having to talk about it in a way. So it's like more mm. okay, I'll. I'll show you what I feel and I'll, I'll sing about it and I'll, you know, make designs for it or whatever. Um, but I don't have to, then I don't have to talk about it in a way. I think you're going to enjoy the second half of your life then. <laughs> what? Um, introverts, uh, extroverts enjoy the first half and oh, really? in yeah. introverts enjoy the second half. Yeah, I enjoyed most of the first half of my life. It's going to get better. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, hell um, yeah. Well, I... Those are those are kind of the focus points that I wanted to go through. But tell me a little bit more. We were talking about how your single is a, a celebration of change, mm -hmm. I, and that was something I said. So I think I was being biased for you to then take that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So what before I spoke to you, what was it for you then? Well, in, in a way, it was that. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, I didn't have the words for it. I'm to just an excellent it. reader. You are an excellent reader. <laughs> okay, you were telling me that you're introverted and I found that to contradict your uh, whole the whole thing you're going for here with this release it seems to be there's a lot of publicity about this and mm. you're really you're really pushing the bar for 
for um, for something that for 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 an introvert you're almost risking your privacy of so many sorts yeah. you know I like, am. which is a very conscious decision of mine okay because I I've always struggled with you know being being an introvert in a way because I'd like not to be you know I, I really admire people that can uh, you know just go out and talk to people you know for hours because I can't like I get tired of it I, just my brain gets tired because my mind takes me uh, inside more than outside you know or inside of myself so I am challenging myself to be more you know more out there like talk to more people and you know because I am interested in what other people do and what other people think I just don't talk about it much you know that's the uh, so I am challenging myself and I'm working on that part of myself you know to be more comfortable with you know presenting myself and being out there and talking about myself and did yeah. you find that before you were songwriting that you struggled to vocalize that? Well, yeah, yeah. Is that why you kind of attached to to songwriting so much? Was it was like, oh, this is some, this is a, this is an art form and a, this is a wavelength I haven't, uh, I've just discovered and now I can. Probably, yeah. I mean, I started writing songs when I was what, like, fourteen in the punk band. You know, and that was always since then. Probably, I mean, I've can you give me some lyrics? No, <laughs> I can't give you, I, I don't remember anything, but they were very stupid, probably, probably about, I don't know, not, topics not to be discussed on the <laughs> internet, <laughs> just people, just things that, you know, some bo drunk boys in puberty talk about, but <laughs> uh, I think subconsciously that was my way of, you know, expressing my feelings, because I was never really good at that, mm -hmm. like in, in a person-to-person you know, conversation. How how is this coronavirus impacting your music? Then, do you have any uh, advice for fellow musicians um, who are struggling, maybe, uh, or feel less inspired? Or what is what is your motivational speech for other musicians? <laughs> wow, <laughs> go put me on a spot here. It's like don't pre no pressure. That's that's it. It's like you, no one is. Why would you put pressure on yourself in this time? It's you know, there's enough uh, uncertainty out there and enough challenge. You know, why, why put yourself through putting so much pressure on yourself? And I have to tell myself that a lot too, because I am hindered by the pressure I put on myself. Um, but I find that if you don't put pressure on yourself, things come on their own, usually. And if you don't feel, like, don't feel bad about yourself, you spend two days, you know, binge watching some Netflix show. It's like, whatever, you know. How but often do you write? I have phases where I write every day for hours, and then I have phases where I don't write at all. What's your favorite song you've ever written? And you don't have to say this one. This one is, <laughs> in, a, in a way. Yeah. Um, at least for now, like the way it's produced. It is the favorite song that I've written so far, but there are others that I haven't even played live yet or haven't recorded yet. They're going to be on uh, like coming EPs maybe, or I'll play shows that also mean a lot to me just from the lyrical standpoint, but also I, where I think like, oh, this is really 
interesting, like an inter- like interesting chord progressions or nerdy stuff, you know, like interesting rhythms and arrangements. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is different. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I think for me the actually probably the most favorite song it always changes in a way, you know, it just changes on the based on where I am emotionally at that point. You know, for a while my favorite song that I'd written was a breakup song which I would sing it over and over and over again to myself and to you know on every open mic or at every show that I played and now I don't like to play that song at all because it puts me back to mm. where yeah, same. Uh, you know where back to that feeling that I don't have when I don't sing it but when I sing it it like puts me right back in the spot to where you know, brings you back to brings me back to the point where I had written it a and, closed door yeah and that's that can be very uncomfortable um, at times. Ah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have <laughs> a stage haiku as opposed to an off-stage haiku, or is it all the same? Ooh. It's that's a good, yeah. It is a good. <laughs> it is a good question. Um, uh, there, I think the stage haiku is the. It's just an amplified version of my introverted self. In a way, because I. I mean, I. I, which is kind of contradictory because I, I like being on stage, you know, mm-hmm. and I like singing songs for uh, people. But when, while I sing, I, most of the time I have my eyes closed. I don't, because I, you know, that's when I feel the song the most, when I'm with myself. I think it takes a lot to close your eyes on stage. Really? I think it, to me it's just like... No, I'm saying closing your eyes in a good way because uh, there's a singer I know in Edinburgh. She's a jazz singer. And when she when she shuts her eyes, that's kind of what I look forward to the most is mm-hmm. to is to watch someone singing with their eyes closed and kind of you're thinking what is going on in there? Mm-hmm. You know, in that that it's like it's all happening in here yeah. in the head. So like, what is what's happening for you then when you sing with your eyes closed? Well, it's like I've I feel like that's and that can be different from song to song or from uh, show to show. You know, but it, I, I can focus, you know, on myself and what I'm playing and what I'm singing, but I can also, like, just feel the song, you know, and I think that's when the performance is probably the best, you know, when I, when the artist, just in that moment, just when you can tell that the artist feels something when they sing that song. Is it a door you leave closed behind, or is it something you revisit later? If you had to, for example, if you had to sing this song 20 times for the next 11 months or Mm. something, 20 times a day, is there going to be a point where you dry up or do you find something to draw from that's that's endless? Is there like a trigger that you can endlessly uh, take from? I think that depends on the song. Um... A breakup, a breakup song, for example, I probably couldn't just play it all the time, you know, because that's just exhausting, you know, to think about that the whole time. <laughs> um, but then again, a song where, you know, like this single, The Soul of Mine, it's like, I can play that all the time. Especially, I mean, at least right now, because, you know, it reminds me of a good thing that I did, rather than some terrible emotion that I had, you know. And uh, musically, what has been your most maturing moment? Yeah. That, you know, some, something that happened to you that, that brought you forward. I think there were two 
two phases in my life where that happened. One was when I was tra like I start I traveled Europe for a year in a camper van when I was 19 and 20. Um, playing music basically all the time playing on the streets playing in bars um, and that like just the fact that I was traveling that I was for the most part on my own um, and the music that I played and uh, you know how often I played and how much I wrote at that time that changed it changed a lot for me and then there was all probably also the time where I didn't play much music that would do that was that would do the same thing because subconsciously I would still get inspired you know, by things, and I would take things in. I would, and then after that, when I was like, okay, I need to like play again because like I'm going crazy without it. Like that's where all the stuff just that I had taken in for years, you know, would just pour out, and uh, where I felt much more secure in what I was doing. At least after I did it a few times, you know, like it took me a while to get back in. But you no, know, but after that, I was like, yeah, this is, this changed a lot. Even though I think, and sometimes I think I wasted my time, you know, like not playing music for people um, or recording anything those years. But at the same time, I learned so many other things, you know, and wouldn't have been where I'm now without all that. Do you prefer acoustic or electric? <laughs> that is very dependable on my mood and on the music and on the song. Generally, I like I love the acoustic guitar because you can just take it anywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can take it on you can play it on the beach wherever, you know. In the studio, I prefer the electric guitar because you can get so much more out of it. Right. You know, you can get so many different sounds uh, with a few pedals and an electric uh, and an ele electric guitar. Have you seen The Star is Born? Yeah. Uh, actually no, I haven't seen it. I wanted to see Did it. Did I tell you? Yeah, you told me. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just without that. all the alcohol. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jack's main. Um, do you have an idol just now that you, you take the most inspiration from? Mm. That's a good, like musically. Rather than, oh, there's people that inspire you. Is there, is there someone that really stands out to you? Uh, bon Iver probably is one of them, which is like an obvious thing for every singer-songwriter. <laughs> this is the Bon Iver series. Like the, yeah, <laughs> and everyone's probably telling this. Um, yeah. Just because he can do like just just because of how bold he is too, and how less of a shit he gives, you know, how little of a shit he gives. But it's I just find like his first stuff that he did is like okay you know that's a singer songwriter that has like some kind of somewhat of a unique style a story and a story you know that's really cool and the songs are great but that's not well why i find him inspiring i find him inspiring because now he goes into the studio and goes does like weird ass synth stuff and just puts on an album with like two maybe two songs that you can play on the radio not probably one you know, Hey Ma is like probably on that last album is probably the only song that would the most make commercial, it the most commercial song, and that's not even very commercial. You know, and he's just like, I don't give a shit. I want to make noise, <laughs> you know, and I want to make art. You know, I don't care if you understand it or not. And I find that very inspiring. Yeah, that's art depicting life, or life depicting art. Well, you'll have to ask him that when he comes in for an interview. I'm working up, working up the game here. We're going to take a quick break now before we continue to play you a special clip of the single provided by Heiko. Here is This Soul of Mine. I hope that I 
not just chase dreams that are faster than me. Is there anything other than the music that you, any, like your chess or like you're secretly a fantastic painter or something? Or? Well, I do like, you know, photos and design and video, video mostly, probably because I like moving images a lot. Uh, just the fact they move? Or? Just, just the fact that they move? I just like watching the tree. Just like, look, yeah. <laughs> no, because I think it's like just another way of expressing yourself in a way, you know? Yeah. And it's, it also gives me... I, I've edited some videos for, for friends recently uh, and it just gives you an opportunity to kind of dig into a certain style or a certain image a certain band or whatever maybe like whatever for uh, are you following Tom's new project Slackbone yeah that he does with Eric he told me about that months ago yeah it's fantastic it's so trashy in a, in a way it's so much Ugh, every time so I'm when I'm scrolling through the Instagram place. I get the same uh, yeah, riff get, yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> and I was like ah <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah but that song is just it's, it's out there it's it's yeah. fantastic it, it, it's gonna blow you away once it's out uh, but I like helped them with editing their video and just uh, helped Eric's other projects and they're gonna release a single soon, do a video. Uh, I don't know, I've always kind of just gravitated towards, you know, film, filming, you know, myself and doing that. And the video that I did for the single that comes out that Monday. Very artistic. Yeah, what it's, I saw. yeah it's like a, yeah, I just li like the challenge of it and like the, different things that you can do in editing and, and all that. You know, I'm, I'm not that good at it, I'm like... Do you have a I particular style that you know is yours? That's unique to you? Or that, is there something you're, you're, you're looking for in that, that process that you, yeah. you, that you want to say is yours? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I can put it into words, but it's like a, it's like a certain vibe. You know, and that that vibe kind of it, it kind of varies from video to video. It has to, you know, otherwise everything would look the same. Um, but I like I like you know a certain beat, and that's where you know the music influence comes in. You know, like to to edit on a on a certain beat and have like the video and the music kind of work together. <laughs> you would like Baby Driver. <laughs> You've seen that movie? No. Oh, it's brilliant. That. That movie, every gunshot is on a musical beat. Oh, that's yeah, I love um, that kind things of things like that. It's yeah. amazing um, because I think it's it's so cleverly done. Around the the main character has an iPod and he's listening to music, so it's kind of like the choreography is musical mm -hmm. and stuff like. Um, and it's like car chases where the, the car screeches at mm -hmm. the point of like a musical note or something. Uh, yeah, that is cool. Uh, yeah, I think you'd like it when you're doing your video editing um, the, the, the kind of the central theme 
when I'm making music is always what this what am I what is my when I did acting it was like what is my action so mm -hmm. I'm boiling everything down to a question so for music it's what is my sound what what am I getting towards can you hear your own sound sometimes it's kind of like the smell of your own house yeah. you don't know you have it yeah. and then you go you go to someone else's house and you're like oh, it smells like yeah. pasta in here but and then people are like well your house smells like like feathers or something <laughs> yeah you know? so are you aware of your sound and are you chasing that um, it's I don't think it's a sound it's just a I think every songwriter has like a particular style of writing like melodies and song structures and I, I definitely have that. You know? Have you had people consciously acknowledge your yeah. sound and tell you? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it sounds different but it still sounds like you, you know, and stuff like that. You know, it sounds like it's that... that it's, Doesn't that sound works. like anyone else. Yeah. Well, Because that would be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's, I, I don't know. That's, what you, that, that's the mark <laughs> you hit where people can say, sounds like this guy. Yeah. You know, instead of it sounds like a blend of yeah, where it's like that's Heiko's mm -hmm. sound. I don't know, actually. You tell me. Mm. I mean, I think every artist kind of wants that. Yeah. In a way, for, I mean, for I myself, so I'm yeah. a bit biased. You know, it's like, oh yeah, my of course, in my bio and my press release, it says like it sounds like nothing you've ever heard before. <laughs> but that's probably not true. Well, what was that? Good. What was that in your bio? You said something about it's like the crashing of the waves, the flapping of the bird. <laughs> what was it? It was, it was something. It was something. It was like between this and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a bit. Yeah, I, I like writing that kind of stuff too. it's like in between that and that in between folk and indie and heartbreak and whatever heartbreak and uh, wanderlust or something wanderlust. Like that. right so i mean that's where i a lot of the times i feel like in between is that an expectation for the uh, listener or is that you saying this is where the song is well this is where i am yeah in a way you know like because i'm not and that, again, that's probably what most people would like to say about themselves, and I like to say that about myself as well. It's like I don't feel, uh, I don't feel like a singer-songwriter in a way, exclusively. I also feel like an whatever, like an indie artist in, in a way, you know, like or something, something, something else. You I'm know? so, like, I'm like, so, like, pain, I don't, I don't I'm so painfully self-deprecating that <laughs> I would, I would be sarcastic to myself in the mirror and go. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> are you fucked? It's like, like well, way. Yeah. yeah, but it's that, that's like the the challenge for me to be like, okay, like how, and that's how I kind of went around that challenge of describing myself. Well, that's it's what like, I think. Your image compliments is when you don't know, just look at your image. I think that's what it is actually. It's like your image is kind of grounding you in your sound and, and is like a reminder for you of. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's like the self-image that everyone has, you know, like the picture that you paint of yourself in your own brain that kind of influences that, which is, which I find very interesting to think about, you know, it's like, okay, what, it's like what's first, it's like the hen or the egg, you know, the, you know, it's like, was there... What's first, the image or the sound? It, yeah, the image or the sound, or is it like... Yeah. And the, the Im both image and sound is also influenced by so many other different things, you know, like by people that you see on TV or your friends or, you know, people you admire. Uh, and I think it's just uh, the goal for every human being and every person in a way is to find yourself in all that, you know, like all the inspiration that you can draw from, but not be like, okay, this is what I, this is exactly who I want to be. I want to be like that person or something. Because then you're not true to yourself, and that's mm -hmm. coming back to that. And you try and like, impress someone. 
Yeah, and that's coming back to like that authenticity. It's like I don't. I mean, when you write like a press release, uh, I always feel like okay, I have to. In a way, you have to describe yourself, you know, because what else are you writing a press release for? You know, you have to describe something. Um, but writing like okay, it's like in between this and this, and in between that and that. It's like for me a way to go around describing that, but also in a way still describing, you know, the myself and my my music and where I come from. Because I'm not a typical singer-songwriter, and I'm not like a typical uh, whatever I filmmaker or artist in any other way. And I think no one really is. What is your definition of success? And to be able to do what you want with people, <laughs> get, you know, people. That is such a textbook answer. And, yeah, I know, it's but like, that's be that, who you want, man. But that's what it is. <laughs> like, and have to read like while doing what you want, like make the money or the resources that to be able to do even more of that. Brilliant. That's that's just masterclass. It. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but in a way, that's it, and that's all. That's all I really want. You know, it's like that's what I hope the music leads me to at some point or the art you know in a way or film or whatever it is like to be to make enough money from it that I can do more of it you know to finance itself basically I don't need to be rich and famous rich yeah maybe but not famous <laughs> I think if you have a talent and you have something worth saying the money is because of that you know if you're chasing the money yeah, you're never gonna hang on to the talent no. it's a bit like that that quote jim carrey said about your need for acceptance will make you invisible mm -hmm. in the world oh that's brilliant yeah so it's kind of like where people tell you i'll oh, do this be that oh, fucking hell, i've had enough of that in my yeah. life where <laughs> particular people have said to me criticism criticism do this change that adjust that yeah I'm building a horse and I walk out with a camel. Yeah. You know, like, it's not what I wanted in the yeah. first place. So yeah. I think I'm going to personally be working towards my definition of yeah. whatever. Yeah. You feel the same? Like you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. sticking to your... Yeah, right now, I, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's what this whole, you know, like quitting my job and doing whatever I want, you know, like go travel, which is not happening right now, but it is going to happen. Travel music and, you know, like just creating things, you know, that's like my, that's what drives me. And that's what I always want to do. And I don't want to create things just because they make money. You know, I worked in advertising. I did that before. Uh, and that, you know, ended up nearly breaking me anyway. So, uh so yeah, I'd rather have less money and be able to create than have more money and not be able to do what I want. Mm. And I think every young musician kind of has to have that attitude in a way, otherwise they're going to be really miserable. Or at least don't solely rely yeah. on your music as your income because it would, that would kill off your... Yeah. Your drive. Yeah. If you were an animal, <laughs> what animal would you be? That is, that is an interesting question. I was asked that question before and I did not have an answer. And I might not have an answer now. Um, I would probably be something like a wolf or something like that. You know, okay in a pack, but just 
also okay on my own. Probably out in nature somewhere, being a bit wild. Eating a dead e e animal. Eating dead animals. Actually, I don't do that. I don't eat meat. <laughs> Are you sure you've got something? Um, <laughs> oh, well, is that still blood? <laughs> where, uh, where do you see yourself in five years or ten years from now? Uh, that is, I've actually been thinking about that a lot like, uh, recently because, you know, Corona kind of changed everything and all my plans yeah. so I was I plan on going traveling basically all of this in next year mm. which is not gonna happen mm. uh, at least not this year um, so I don't know um, there's I think there are two options either I'm gonna be traveling which would be awesome or I'm gonna be working on my music which is the next which I, I would do if I were traveling anyways um, any dream venues to play at Hmm. No, actually That's not. That's a very pregnant pause. No, actually, I don't have a venue I would like to play at. I would like to play in a church, just because of the sound. I think the location has less to do with how a show turns out than who the audience is and what the audience does. You know, I think the best audience to play for is... It doesn't matter where it's at. Like, if the audience is cool, like, you can sit in a park or you can be on a small basement stage somewhere or you can be at an opera house you know if the audience is appreciative and nice and listens then it's a good show um if you could bring back somebody from the past uh famous or a relative who would it be i would probably bring back my grandmother mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. so she could see what you know we were all up to these days you know i think she would be really proud of my brother and me she like your music? Uh, Did she know that you? Were? Yeah, she knew that I was playing music, but at, I mean, she died like seven, eight years ago, something like that. Um, and that was when, you know, I had just come back from along from like traveling and stuff. So I think I, I wish I had more time. Uh, I had had more time to talk to her about that, you know. What's your biggest accomplishment? Quitting my job. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. There's an element of risk to that, which is so admirable. Oh, you, you know, think to, so? to jump in the deep end and not know what the fuck you're doing. Can you swim? Let's find out. Well, I knew that I could swim. You know, that's not yeah. the. Uh, yeah, I knew that I could swim because I was traveling before. You know, only playing music, uh, and I was fine. You know. Um, so I know that I can swim. It's just how far I can swim. That's the question <laughs> And I still don't know that Steve Jobs said the apple is a boat with a hole in it and his job is to point it in the right direction <laughs> yeah, Okay um, What is your biggest fear? For me personally or for like the world what what fear means to you and how you interpret it and fear I mean, I have, fear, life or I have a else's. fear of open water, but what's your intrinsic fear? Um, maybe a professional fear yeah. in terms of... I mean, my, I mean, I think everyone has that to a degree, but I am, I'm more afraid of not meeting my own standards than I am okay. not meeting someone else's. The reason I, I ask that question usually is to then go around it and, and see what your future plan is to 
work about that you know mm -hmm. yours is not to meet your standards then it tells me that you're a hard worker and you know those things not just to yeah, go this it, guy's it, got a big fear and let's move on no it's also i mean not being you know or being afraid of not meeting your my own standards to me is also hindering because i i am a perfectionist in a way you know i like things you know when they are really well thought out and when they're you know cl as close to perfect as as they can be but that can also be hindering especially in a creative process you know when you kind of need to be open and be like okay i, I can make mistakes you know fuck it you know the way i sing you know it doesn't matter right now you know or the way i play you know but that is i'm a bit self-conscious about that in a way do you have a favorite meal if you were on, an, on a desert island and there was a magic tree mm. that grew falafel for sure falafel. i hope it would grow for the rest falafel. of your life i would eat falafel for the rest of my life so of course, who wouldn't? What's your favorite meal? Lasagna. Well, well, lasagna. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't eat. I don't eat meat, so that. But I love. Yeah, lasagna is good. Okay. But what? 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 What's wrong with falafel? I don't know. Uh, wait, which one's falafel? That's the. These balls, the oh, chicken yeah. balls. <sighs> kind of dry. Well, then you didn't. Then you don't have. Uh, never had good ones. That's true. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite word? Authenticity. Is that something that you incorporate in your writing, or is that in a way? Yeah, I mean, you base yourself on. I do, yeah, in a way. I mean, and that's also how I judge others. You know, how I judge myself and how I judge others. It's like if they're true to, to themselves, uh, that is important to me. You know, because that's nothing lasts if you're not true to yourself. And I wasn't, I wasn't that true to myself for a while, you know, and that's why it now means more than ever, really. That is a really good line. Um, I need to write that down. We're writing a song about it. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll mention it in the intro. <laughs> where, uh, where can people find you? Oh, uh, on the internet. Uh, Instagram, Instagram is probably now where I'm active the most. Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. All the standard Bandcamp, SoundCloud. SoundCloud is probably where I'm active the least. <laughs> okay. For whatever reason, I just never really got into it. After this single, do you have any plans to work on the next one, or are you going to spend the next mm -hmm. few months promoting this one? Um, probably both. Uh, I am. I, I do have plans to release at least one more single this year, and then record, start recording an EP um, at the end of the year. Um, I do want to still record an acoustic version of the song uh, and do a bunch more things that I couldn't do right now for because of Corona. Um, so I think the, this month is all about the single and then next month I'll start writing uh, or producing another, another track. Do you have a favorite joke? No. <laughs> Really. I don't even remember any joke. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't. I can't tell you any joke. That's all really my on the top of my head. I, I that's that's my quick fire questions. But um, I'm not thinking of some new ones. Who are your biggest role models? That's also a good question. I think there are a few like obviously musicians that I admire because of their art. Um, there are also some people that I just admire for what they do, you know, 
uh, what they accomplished. I mean, music-wise, there's like Tame Impala, for example, City in Color, obviously Nathaniel Radliff, who's also they're all also really cool people, as far as I can tell. You know, Gregory Allen Isakov, for example. Um, but there's also you know role models in just very specific areas. You know, like you know working really hard, for example, like my brother. Is like my younger brother. He's working super hard. He's accomplished so much for his uh, for his age, you know. And uh, yeah, and there are other others. Like there's this guy Finn Kleeman, which I, I don't know if you know him. Um, it's just a, I mean not just. He's uh, basically owns this massive piece of land and has like a bunch of really amazing creative projects on there. And then he does music. And then he does. Uh, YouTube videos and like all kinds of stuff and that's I just admire that for once because he's all the stuff that he does is like DIY and he's not like supported by big money or anything and also because it's just a shit ton of stuff he does you know and that's admirable to me I like what you said about how you're kind of uh, personifying your personality through your music um, Mine's is like always chopping and changing. Mm. Like two days ago, I was listening to some Scottish music, and I thought, "I'm Scottish. Why? Why am I not writing Scottish songs?" Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever written a song that is directly about being Scottish, or you know. So. And then, well, I mean, which is also part of your personality in a grand sense, you know, isn't it? You know, like I that. Know. I mean, for me, it is. You know, like all the different stuff that I'm trying out or that I want to try out like that's a part of my personality I would love to write a happy song for once just because I am a happy person usually <laughs> I've always had this mm -hmm. um, there's like one or two songs that I I'm pretty happy with how they've turned out but 90% of all my songs that I play I say to myself why am I singing in this style or this style I, I struggle to accept my sound mm -hmm. Do you think your sound is something that you are comfortable to say that this is who you are as an identity, or is it? Do you see it changing? I see it changing. Yeah. Yeah. You see it going somewhere different? Yeah, I do. Where? I think it's going to be more, a little more experimental in the future, uh, and less typical like singer-songwriter folky stuff. And that's how I kind of wanted to write for a long time, and that's why I wrote that way. You know, it's like, oh, I. That's how I identified, you know, what I identified with, like musically, was the acoustic guitar because that's how I, you know, basically started really getting into uh, writing songs. Um, but now I'm not so sure if that's really, you know, I, I don't think it's that will be exclusive to my songwriting. Um, you know, I think it will be like, I think sound-wise it's going to change a lot in the next couple of months and years. I think I'm always going to go back and forth. I mean, why, why just fit yourself in one genre if you can do all of them? And uh, who are you outside of your music? If you were stripped of that part of you, who wow. are you? What's left? That is a very sad thing to think about. <laughs> is that because all your joy is in your music? Well, not all of it, no. No, no, no. I like to do a lot of different things. I think if I could do anything there, there are like probably a few things that i would do if i could not play music one would be like film and design stuff because i really like doing that and the other would probably be like 
carpenting. Like, I'd love to be a carpenter. Like, just build stuff, you know, create stuff from nothing, basically, or just from a few materials that you work have. Work with your hands. Yeah, work with my hands and stuff. So you're more of a... Uh, uh, what would that be? More of a laborer than, than someone who sits down and uses their brain to visualize and blah. No, you're actually th- like a... Yeah. In, in a way, I'd, I like to... I like the hands-on work more, but I think I'm better at the brain work if that makes sense are you set in your ways are you, I'm a what are you set in your ways like um, uh, I'm kind of basing this off myself I know <laughs> next week I'm going to change my mind about what I want to be or what I want to yeah. do so are you are you like this is the path I'm on okay. and I'm taking it full reins at the moment yeah yeah I am I'm, I mean which is also not like I, I don't really base everything on my music but it's all in like related fields you know that's the kind of the scene and the industry and the you know the people that i want to spend my time with so uh i'm helping people out with like their content and videos and and all kind of stuff you know that's like uh, the whole this whole world that's where i feel like i belong you know like where create where creative people come together basically uh and do art and you know be inspiring and you know inspire others and yeah what do you think of the the artists that you know personally uh, and those circles of musicians do you are you inspired to write based off them or do you uh, do you take any um, has there been a moment where you've seen someone playing in uh, that you've seen and you've you've directly been inspired by something yeah that happens all the time right i think especially with people that i have not seen before but seen their like in the moment play you know like or a show that i've not seen before you know open mics for example is brilliant for that because there's all kinds of you know there's terrible things happening there but there's also really brilliant things that happen there has there uh, been any moments where you've you've said okay i'm gonna avoid this this thing yeah, of course. I mean, I don't want to name any names, but no, no, yeah. I'm not, no, I think that, I mean, everyone has that, and I'm sure people had that. Joe, with <laughs> no, Joe, we love you. Kidding. Actually, I was I played music with him yesterday, and I'm yeah. gonna do it again because we're doing this live thing uh, yeah. for the Birdland next week. Um, so we're practicing some songs together, and that's super fun. Yeah, he's one of the people that that's actually I think very inspiring, mm. you know, and also inspiring a lot of different people like songwriting wise because it's just like. Yeah. He has his very own unique style of writing songs. Does. I would really like to interview him sometime, Joe. Um, Joe, get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I think that's about it. But um, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to meet up with me. And Thank you. Yeah, all the best with your release. Thank you. I hope it goes well. Thanks everyone for listening in and I hope you enjoy the conversation and of course don't forget to check out Chasing Tales on Spotify and he's on Instagram too. His single This Soul of Mine was released on the 15th of May and is available wherever you listen. See you guys later. Until next time be safe out there and wear your mask.